Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get started, don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you are watching us on YouTube. And don't forget to hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next podcast is updated on the platform. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, there is a link down below in the description where you will find a vast array of podcast players to choose from. And finally, if you like the show, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by clicking the buy me a coffee link down in the description and you can buy us a coffee through that. So now that's all. All done and dusted. Let's just jump into the various stories doing the rounds here in Thailand. And the first thing we're going to start off is uh, something we do maybe once a week is the daily traffic accident report. So as of the 27th of the 7th, uh, 2023, we have had 460,269 people injured on the roads here in Thailand with 8,381 deaths. Uh, So that's quite a lot of people who've died over the course of the year here on the Thai roads. And I give this information so that people who do come to Thailand and for other expats who are here are aware of the dangers of driving here in the country and to be aware and to keep themselves safe when they head out there. So moving along and also uh, in relation to keeping yourself safe out there, a heavy rain forecast for most of Thailand from July 29th to August 1. And that's going to be over the uh, long holiday weekend. People living in northern, northeastern, central and southern Thailand can expect heavy to very heavy rain and accumulations, which may cause flash floods and overflows, especially along waterways and lowland from July 29th to August 1. Now, and that's according to the meteorological department. It says that a moderate monsoon trough will move south to lie across northern Laos, meeting a low pressure cell over the coast of northern Vietnam. In the meantime, the southwest monsoon prevailing over Thailand will strengthen. More rain is expected for the whole country with isolated heavy downpours in northern, northeastern, southern and central regions, including Bangkok. Wave heights of up to 3 meters and over 3 meters in stormy areas and strong winds are predicted in the northern Andaman Sea and the northern Gulf. All vessels are advised to exercise caution and keep out of stormy areas while small boats should remain ashore. So it looks like it's going to be a very, very wet weekend coming here in Thailand, though the weather for the last couple of weeks has been pretty dismal anyway, so pretty much it's going to be the same old, same old that has continued for the month of July. Now, Moving on to a next story, uh, something that popped up over the week and something that Richard Barrow highlights a lot, and that's the the kind of double pricing, or it's not double pricing, but the two priced uh, pricing here for national parks and historical sites. But uh, nevertheless, the headline today is Thailand charges foreigners higher fees to enter historical sites. The cabinet meeting on July 5th approved the proposal to increase entrance fees for foreigners at historical sites. The revised rate applied to registered historical sites and 72 national museums, except that Thai nationals will retain the same rate as they have since 2008. The revised entrance fees for historical sites are as follows. Historical parks for Thai nationals, 20 baht, but for foreigners, 120 to 200 baht. Now, previously it was 100, so there's a huge increase there. Archaeological sites or significant places for Thai nationals, 10 to 20 baht, but for foreigners, 80 to 120 baht. Small national museums for Thai nationals, 10 baht, but for foreigners, 80 baht. And medium-sized national museums for Thai nationals, 10 to 20 baht, but for foreigners, 120. And large museums for Thai nationals, 20 to 30 baht, but for foreign nationals, 200 baht, previously 100 to 150 baht. For highly visited national museums, such as the National Museum in Bangkok, the following new rates apply to Thai nationals, 30 baht per person, and for foreign nationals, 240 baht. 
In addition, four other registered historical sites and national museums that previously charged fees for the rental of foreign language audio guides will now eliminate the fee. These sites are the historical parks in uh, Kongsung District in Sakao, Wat Kudi Dao, Nakan Nayak and Surin National Museum and the Mu- in Muang Surin District in Surin. The government spokesperson Tipawan Sirachana stated that the entrance fees for Thai nationals will remain unchanged to promote learning, preserve cultural heritage and foster a sense of national identity across all generations without increasing the financial burden of tourism on Thai citizens. So a sharp increase in the prices. And as a lot of people have pointed out, that most places you go to, it's 200 anyway. So it's probably going to go up to 250, 300 baht per person. I think the main topic in all of this and and what was kind of running on Twitter and Facebook uh, in the comment sections where this appeared was that it is very typical of Thailand and what they do is charge foreigners a lot more. But as a lot of people pointed out that it's really only based on how you look. Now, if you have an Asian person who's not from Thailand, but looks a little bit Thai, they seem to get away with paying the Thai rate. Whereas if you're a white or a black person going up, you're automatically paying the higher rate. So a lot of people have said that's kind of unfair in how they're doing it if you just stay quiet and you look asian you you might get in on the 10 to 20 baht and as people say it's not really really fair now another issue if you go to the likes of a uti you actually have to pay for each temple that you go to there so a trip to a uti could turn out to be very very expensive for people i don't know if much thought has gone into that at all but nevertheless these are the prices this is how thailand does it. it's not the same let's say in europe because i know in europe in certain countries it's illegal to charge people different prices like that but i wonder what you think about it do you think it's right do you think it's wrong do you think the government here have the right idea in terms of how they're charging i'd love to know your opinion about it down below in the comment section. Now moving along and getting back to the election. So the Charter Court are to consider the Ombudsman's petition on August 3rd and this was the petition that the Ombudsman sent to the Constitutional Court in relation to PETA not being voted on for Prime Minister for a second time. Thailand's Constitutional Court has scheduled a meeting on August 3rd to consider whether to accept for consideration the Ombudsman petition for the court to rule on, on the constitutionality of the July 19th decision by Parliament by a majority vote to reject move forward party leader Peter Lim Janarat's renomination for the Prime Minister post. According to legal experts, the Constitutional Court can either choose to reject the Ombudsman's petition, accept the petition for consideration, or accept the petition and issue an injunction to suspend Parliament's Prime Ministerial selection process until there is a ruling from the Court regarding the petition. House Speaker and Parliament President Wan Muhammad Nur Mata has already ordered the cancellation of the parliamentary meeting to select the Prime Minister this Thursday, pending a ruling from the Court. Today's meeting of whips from the Senate and House the House Speaker was also cancelled. And it looks like if this is brought forward and the Constitutional Court say that there's nothing to answer for, he did all the right things within the Parliament, then we're looking like seeing another vote on August 4th. However, if they do decide to accept it, we don't know how long this would be before they give uh, an actual ruling. It could then This could drag on for weeks or even months. But nevertheless, the big story currently in Thailand is Taksin Shinawatra is planning to return to Thailand on August 10. That's right. August 10th. Now, he's meant to come back in July, if everybody remembers, but now we have a definitive date. Former Prime Minister Taksin Shinawatra is set to arrive at Don Muang Airport on August 10th. His daughter, Peitung Tarn, that's Ung Ing, announced on Instagram on Wednesday. I can't quite believe when I'm typing, my father is returning on August 10th at Don Muang Airport, Miss Peitung Tarn wrote on her father's 74th birthday. 
According to the Putai's Prime Ministerial candidate, she had missed only three of her father's birthdays, with the latest one being this year, as there were many preparations to be made. Our family is both glad and worried, but we always respect our father's decision. She extended her best wishes to her father, hoping for his good health and safety, and that he could fulfil his wish of regularly sending his grandchildren off to school. Ms. Peitung Tarn also wrote that her father was a Prime Minister who was recognised for having the most national contribution, but he also faced hardship and mistreatment. Taksin had mentioned his plan to return to Thailand since early last year, she wrote. On Wednesday, Taksin appeared in a video call from abroad while his supporters held a merit-making ceremony to celebrate his birthday in Uban Ratchatani. They included local people as well as current and former Putai MPs for the northeastern province. Taksin told him that this would be the last year he celebrates his birthday outside of Thailand. Now, since being overthrown by a military coup on September 19, 2006, Taksin has been living in self-imposed exile, except for a brief visit to the country in 2008. During his absence, the Supreme Court's criminal division for holders of political positions sentenced him to a total of 12 years in prison in four cases. In the first case, Taksin was found guilty of abuse of authority in his then-wife Kunying Pachaman purchase of state-owned land in Pachapasik at a price below the market value, resulting in a two-year prison sentence. The 10-year statute of limitations on the court ruling expired in October 2018. The second case led to a two-year prison sentence for the fugitive former Prime Minister as he was found guilty of malfeasance in connection with the two- and three-digit lottery case. In the third case, Taksin received a three-year prison sentence for abusing his position by authorising 4 billion baht in loans to Myanmar through the Export-Import Bank of Thailand. The funds were used to purchase equipment from a telecom firm owned by his family. And the fourth case was resulted in a five-year prison sentence for him as the court found him guilty of using nominees to hold shares in Shin Corp, a telecommunications company which is prohibited for any political office. The statutes of limitations for the court's decisions on the second, third and fourth have not expired. So apparently he's coming back on August 10. And I mean, this has been all over the news now for the past two days. There's plenty of stories about it. And the best we can come up here about it is, well, will he actually return? I find it very hard to believe that a 74-year-old man who wants to send his grandkids off to school is returning back to Thailand to do 10 years in prison. I mean, 10 years in prison would see him probably die in prison. So there's a lot more going on here than meets the eye. So basically what has seems to have happened is there has been some kind of meeting in Hong Kong between the former leader of the Move Forward Party, uh, Tanakorn last name escapes me right now, and Anatan Sharavakul, who uh, holds Taksin in very high regard. Now, there seems to have been a meeting with these people over the last couple of days. They've all denied it, but they have been seen in Hong Kong and recently seen in other parts of the world where Taksin would have been. A lot of talk is that well, he may return and he'll go straight to prison. So the first thing is, he'll if he if he does come back to Thailand, he will be immediately arrested and taken to prison, court, then prison. That is what will happen. There will be no special situation for him in regards to that. Now, what the government lawyer who used to work actually under or work for Taxon when he was prime minister back in 2000s or early 2000s, he has said that he could actually end up getting a royal pardon. And this has been brought up twice now. So it does seem to be something that might be in the works. He says he could spend 24 hours in prison and then he could then be eligible for a royal pardon. Now, that does seem like something that could be going on here. Rumor has it is that uh, the MFP, Puatai, Bumjai Thai now are talking together. There's rumours that uh, the Mufora party might drop their 
pledge to amend the 112 Less Majeste Law, which would make it easier for Bumjai to join then the coalition, and then they could be one big happy family, have a coalition be able to nominate uh, the Putai leader that they want and then they'd have enough votes they wouldn't need the Senate and they could move on from then. There seems to be some kind of talk in the background that there may be a royal pardon for Taxon so he may not spend 10 years or even two nights in prison but it does seem very complicated but let's be very frank and honest. Taxon Shinawatra is not returning to Thailand to spend 10 years in prison. That, we can all say, will not happen. Because at the end of the day, he lives a very comfortable life outside of Thailand. And why would a 74-year-old man return to Thailand to spend 10 years in the Bangkok Hilton? Because that's where he's going, by the way. So this is not going to happen. So there's definitely deals being done behind the scenes for him to be able to return. He would be arrested at the airport. He'd be brought to court. He'd be then sent to prison. Within that 24 hours of being in prison, by the way, where he'll stay, he apparently they have to isolate him for COVID still. They're still isolating people going into prison for COVID for 30 days. So he would be in his own cell away from people. I'm sure he'll be well looked after. And within 24 hours as possible, he could receive a royal pardon. So this is the talk currently going on about it. As I said, he's not going to be spending 10 years in prison. And I think most of you people out there who understand this situation know he won't be. But nevertheless, August 10th is going to be quite an interesting day here in Thailand. Let's see if he does turn up Let's see what happens in terms of the political landscape here, which will it allow him to turn up. All this will be coming in the next couple of weeks, and we, of course, will keep you posted. And finally, Phuket Airport to create an all-taxi area. Now, this sounds very promising. Phuket International Airport will have an all-taxi area where all legally registered, legally operating taxis can pick up tours at the island's key tourism portal. The confirmation came via a statement issued by the Phuket International Airport yesterday. The Phuket Info Centre, which operates under the Phuket Office of the Ministry of Interior, also shared the post by Mr. Somchart. The three-page statement marked as a clarification and addressed to Mr. Sumchart, and he's the uh, MP for the Move Forward Party, it was signed by Monchai Tanod. He's the general manager of the Phuket International Airport under the Phuket branch of Airports of Thailand. The statement issued by Mr. Moonshai appears to be a response to the slew of issues raised in a formal complaint submitted by uh, Mr. Sumchart in May. In response to complaints that tourists were forced to walk through the rain to access the bus stop at the airport, Mr. Machai said that the parking area for the bus has now been moved to a covered area. Regarding complaints, that there should be also be a bus stop at the international terminal, by the way, which there isn't, Mr. Monchai responded that a covered walkway has now been installed and tourists can walk the 200 metres required while protected from the rain. So there is not a stop there anymore, but you will be able to walk from the international to the bus stop in a covered area, so not out in the rain. So that's an improvement already as well. Regarding tourists walking out to wait for a taxi outside the airport, spotlights and signposts have been installed and the airport plans to build a public transport centre in the Phuket Airport area in 2024 so next year as for the area for all types of taxis to pick up tourists currently it is in the process of finding a solution to the problem with the relevant departments mr monchai wrote mr monchai made special mention that the airport could not allow taxis that were not fully legal to operate on airport grounds mr monchai said that the airport was in no way involved with limousines or other vehicles operating at the airport under concessions taking tourists to tour shops without their permission the airport is to create a channel to receive complaints of such behavior by airport drivers and would be able to check with the vehicle's gps system he said now in relation to that We know about the tour buses taking them to tour shops, trying to sell them tours and even telling them that the hotel that they'd booked was already shut down. 
Now, what they're talking about in relation to a place for taxis to pick up people, currently, if you book a Grab taxi or a Bolt taxi, they're not allowed to enter the airport to pick you up. So you have to actually walk from the international or domestic right out onto the main road to meet these taxis. So what they're talking about is we're going to have an area within the airport where you'll go to get your taxi. I think that is progress in many uh, regards. Uh, they're going to have a, a hotline where you can call and complain if people are taking you on little tours around Phuket and telling you all kinds of stories about your accommodation. Again, this is good stuff. This is progress, absolute progress. And this is all because we have a new MP here in Phuket, Member of Parliament, who is putting the Phuket people first. Knowing what the island's known for, we have issues at the airport and let's get it sorted. And I see this as very, very good news for the airport and hopefully the demonopolization of taxis by two companies that seem to have the concessions only at the moment. There's also an issue with um, meter taxis and where they're being uh, kept as well. So they're also going to get a more prominent place up front, which I think is also very, very good. So hopefully that will make things a lot easier for tourists when they come to Phuket in the future. Anyway, love to know your opinion about it down below in the video. And don't forget to like the video if you're enjoying it. And that's it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a lovely day today and we'll talk to you in the next couple of days. Stay safe out there and have a great day. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.